0: I going to say something. Oh, right. Dad, okay, if you say something, on it. if Dad says something, have him shout from over there. All right. Are you ready? <clears throat> yep. Oh, my word. Of course you are.
1: Naturally, as one does. <laughs> All right. Let's get official. <laughs> Welcome back my, to what I'm just, have you. I'm just Becca's interrupting me already. <laughs> I'm taking a picture of Rachel. <laughs> oh, I'm Rachel Jankovic. This is my sister. Becca Markle. Hi, I'm too busy taking a picture. Yeah, she wants to document this fine <laughs> moment. Uh, and and we have today our parents' as forced guests on the show. Dad's working in the room, but mom's here to join he's us. Present. He's present. Nancy just, Wilson. That's he's, dad's knee in the photo that you uh, took, so
0: that's good. <laughs> so, I, okay, no, hold on. I just have to say that the photo I took is because Rachel says, let's get official, and balances the phone on top of a wine bottle. <laughs> We're just...
1: Nothing but the classiest acts from us.
0: <laughs> it's what we do. So Anyway, sorry. So yes, we're in mom and dad's living room.
1: Yeah, this is because we failed to connect at all the other times. In the last episode that we recorded, answering real thoughtfully
2: some questions. I thought questions. it was good.
1: We did a great episode. Becca paused it inadvertently in the middle and then... So we ended up with only the last 17 minutes of the podcast. And we could never connect
0: the dots. And then we resumed it. And somehow we didn't resume it. We started over. But it was a shame because it was... Such is life. (laughs) We actually answered some really thoughtful questions people sent in. And we and I
1: think at the end what we saved was the final snort where we built up to being ridiculous about (laughs) some things. So there was no... You know, so mom, say something since well, you're here. I
2: was just going to be an audience, but okay. we don't. We didn't want A you here. Well just an audience. Audience <laughs> <You're>
0: watching. <laughs> this one of the thing. things, though, Rach, that I know was on the last one that got deleted mm. was you speaking of your duvet. Oh,
1: <laughs> okay. So I'll <laughs> tell you this story. The other day, I, I feel like there was more involved in this in about the way my day was going. There was more about the nature was of it the symbolic? day. Symbolic yeah it was a symbolic moment and i go back to make our bed and our we have a uh, down comforter and then a quilt on top of the down comforter and when i was pulling the comforter you know like it all kind of slid off the end of the bed so when i was pulling it up there was a little extra weight on it from the quilt but nothing that warranted this I go to yank the down comforter up and just ripped like a six inch square out of the down comforter and just feathers fly in my face and it was like I think I may have bonked myself in the face with my fist either that or I just did in surprise by what happened because it's just this explosion of feathers and then Chloe said you have a feather in your eyebrow (laughs) as <laughs> so I stood there over the duvet. It was a sort of a, a stunner. And so then I had to go to Bed Bath & Beyond that day. And when I pulled up, it was after school, so I was like, kids, stay in the car. I'm going to just run in and buy a new comforter for us. And I um, and I said, I'm just running in Bed Bath & Beyond. And Shadrach says, What? I've never been to the bathroom beyond. (laughs) And then then Moses is like, I've never been. We have to go. I was like, no, you don't. You do not need to go to the bathroom beyond. you
2: repurposed it. You repurposed your old
1: down comfort. What into? Uh, Into a dog bed. I... Wow, it, it sort of just all came together in that moment for me. Yeah. You know, that fabric that you had printed and that velvet that you made. I hated? saw your dog bed, and it was much cuter. I, yeah, I, <laughs> well, oh. I kind of thought the fabric was much cuter once I'd already put it on the dog bed. I was yeah. like, dang, that's actually pretty cute. It would have made good throw pillows, I, but unfortunately, i made a dog down. bed already.
2: It's a down, yeah, but
1: I just bed. folded up, I carefully folded up the cover and, and sewed TV it inside a dog bed.
2: Happy
0: I designed the fabric. As an upholstery Cute. fabric for a weird little chair that I have. And
2: Sometimes the minute I like
0: opened that package, package, I was like, I hate that. And yeah, so she did not. She, it was it has, really bad. and so It does
1: have some like grayish undertones in the background.
0: It's not grayish. It's like a weird yellow. chemical color. Yeah, it's just I something. Thought it was, I thought it was uh, white, and it came, and it was very not white. Well, Derby. And then, Derby the dog. But my dog and is... That,
1: and our dog that. is having... The life right now that I think is just a spiritual metaphor for everything. For everything, <laughs> she's she wearing a t- she got she got her arm her <laughs> armpit punctured somehow. We're not sure how she's running out around, out on our property, and then she. I we didn't know. we thought she just strained a muscle or something. She was walking kind is that of funny. A no, no, it's like a, it looks like if you just stab someone with a screwdriver or something. Ooh. Like she like she just oh. has like a puncture wound, Ooh. and um. She just, but I think she gave herself a, treated herself to an armpit infection with licking it. So that was sad. So when we realized what was happening, we put her, we were trying to figure out how to keep her from licking it. Because it was obvious she was making things worse with that. But she would not quit. And so after thinking about how could we bandage a dog's armpit, (laughs) which we cannot do. I was like, well, let's just put a shirt on her. Tonight, <laughs> but then she spent the entire day lying on her bed in this T-shirt, looking depressed. And, and she, and she's a really high energy dog. So when but she, she had just like twisted
2: up with a little ponytail holder. Yeah. The well, the, yeah.
1: So we yeah, have her in of this picturing T-shirt picturing
0: puzzle in the lion suit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really <laughs> it's really funny though. Great. with the
0: around Yeah. So it.
1: then we were like, well, we'll see if it's better in the morning. Well, in the morning she's still just her ears back. <laughs> (laughs) her tail between her legs just a sad muffin dog and the and her armpit still didn't look super awesome so we got her an appointment at the vet and so i take her to the vet and but when i go to take her to the vet she has now spent like almost two days lying still in total sorrow in a (laughs) t-shirt and i take the t-shirt off to take her to the vet and oh man boy was she into it just trotting around and like a woohoo like so happy with everything goes to the vet loves the vet has a great time the vet says great job with the t-shirt put her back in a t-shirt when you get her home so now she's on antibiotics and I put another shirt on her and immediately her ears go back and her tail goes between her legs and she lays around or stands staring at me with just this with this evil face spiritual lesson well it's that when there's something that's not quite working for you in your in your life like it's just a thing that she does not care for but it is not restricting her movement it's like nothing's technically wrong here you're just as fine as you are without it and she and she just, just freezes in these positions of <laughs> sorrow and, and stares at me well she's just embarrassed she's Think she's shame that's shamed. what it is she's shame no but you know when you're like no, i don't like this wants to be seen no, see no. It, well t-shirt. but she's been she's been having a lot of school spirit with the fight night shots. She's got her little front legs in the screens. And then I'm embarrassed too, because when people come to the door and she and she comes and she has a wound, I do not I did not put my dog in t-shirts. And now and now she has a bandana from the vet, because whenever they go to the vet, they come away with the yeah. bandana. So she looks just super accessorized.
2: Maybe some sneakers.
1: <laughs> and I did say, and I did say to the vet, because the vet tech came in and and she was like, "So do you have your dog on any supplements?" And uh, when when Luke was in there one time before, and they gave him, they gave him the oh the tip that we could probably be brushing her teeth more often, and he was and he was like, "I'm sorry, I'm gonna give you the flat face about that." <laughs> When, we, when I took her this time, they're like, "So what supplements or are, are you doing?" It was like kind of like, "What regime do I daily, have my dog on?" A daily milkshake. And I say, you know, we have seven kids, so she's really a dog. <laughs> 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 she's just she's living a dog's life, and we just child. brought her in
0: because of the armpit problem. Okay, like, but you know, let's. The, I have been noticing, and maybe this is just around Moscow, but a lot more car stickers. Yeah. That say things like, you know, fur babies on board. Yeah. Or mom And I, three I just saw one today that says, dogs. Said, or
1: dog is my co pilot. But no. I was remembering, wasn't that a horrible god is yeah. my co pilot? Which right. I forgot that that had existed, but how yeah. bad is that one?
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I just mean
2: like the whole, like, I'm a mother of dogs. Well, is I read, a real common one now. I read a while ago, now, a couple of years ago, that Seattle had more dogs.
0: The children. children. In, yeah. Yeah.
2: When and, you're in Seattle, you'll drive by places that are like dog
1: birthday party. Yeah, yeah. Palaces. So it's <laughs> um, like you, what you need, it's like what you guys menus. need is some babies oh. to put things into perspective. I know, into it's like a human
2: need to love yeah. something and have mm-hmm. a loyal, mm-hmm. you know, like a horse. This is or the a right dog, time to mention that there's an, an
1: absurd amount of American dogs that are on antidepressants. Oh, yeah. And that is because people want the companion. But they are not. And Luke's comment is, isn't that so much better than that many children on medications no. that? You Although,
0: know. when we were in England, that is a country that does not do bumper stickers the way True. we do.
2: True. True. They like, do we, not. As we Americans, never saw one.
0: I don't understand. Americans see something they find to be mildly witty, Stick so it. they put it on their T-shirt or their car. And mm-hmm. I speak as a person who has some children with some witty T-shirts that I oh, bought yeah, the, for them. Yeah, the T-shirts. Make, so have you seen the ones that I got Judah one for Christmas? That was surely not everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was one. Luke has a T-shirt that says Anthony Rizzo is a great human being or a magnificent human being. One of the Cubs players. It just is. anyway, why? Why would okay, we feel? But out? the
0: English bumper sticker—the only one we ever saw was "A dog is not just for Christmas."
2: So they sure. apparently protest. They feel, <laughs> they feel strongly well, about I this. I should tell you and remind you, because you remember this, for my birthday, when Nate was in high school, he bought me a t-shirt, this a Nike t-shirt. I And on this. the back, it said, I am Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> and it had a picture of Tiger Woods. That is
1: such and a perfect
2: picture of when your teenage son buys you (laughs) something right (laughs) and I remember I didn't I mostly wore it gardening I remember one time I had to run to Safeway I had that thing on and this man goes so you a golfer I said no I'm not you're like no I'm just the mother of a teenage son who misfired (laughs) but he also bought me a Nike Ball cap, which I I'd think, still yeah, wear. I mean, he I would love probably it. still love stand it by that I funny wish shirt. I still Except had that
1: for Tiger thing, Woods went down in infamy
2: after yeah. that. Yeah, but he was that was way before that. He
1: was still not so. so today. Lena took to school our our uh, she wore one of Michael Jordan's oh, warm up no, jackets to she school. Did. <laughs> she <laughs> did. I forgot to ask her what her classmates thought of that it one. It must have been a bit like big. We're gonna have
0: to maybe give some background. So
1: through family connections luke's uh, uncle or cousin or they run a they have a cleaning business in chicago and they cleaned michael jordan's house after he moved out and he apparently told them that they could take whatever they just couldn't sell it like the stuff that he left yeah but luke and mike are both Large, but the same like Mike, Mike is my Michael brother, Jordan. my my brother in law. No, not Michael Jordan. <laughs> I don't call him Mike. We're not that close. Just because I'm we just have. clarifying. Yeah. So, it, but Luke is the same height as Michael Jordan, and the family that were the cleaners are not in the league of six six people. So I think they kept some cool items, but the trash bag of Michael Jordan's actual hand me downs came to us, <laughs> and there are a bunch of, like, really bonzo warm-up jackets in there. <laughs> like, this one has all these polka dots everywhere and stuff. It's very funny. But it does say on the tag, it has, like, a little tape thing that says Michael Jordan, and in the tag on the inside, it's, like, Nike customer number one. Like, it's clearly wow. his warm And one sweatshirt still has food stains on it. that oh, we nice. have, it's like, man... Now I have that, and we'll just so treasure that. Why did she wear it to school? I think because it just surfaced in our house, and she thought it would be funny to take it yeah, to school. Kind of-
0: I just found it hilarious how massive they are, because <coughs> even nervous. though Luke is really big, they were still huge on Well,
1: me. the weirder part was Michael Jordan's pants, Oh my because word. Jordan goes for a high-rise look, <laughs> and <laughs> I went and Googled michael jordan's outfits after we got these to be like what explanation is there for this because there, <laughs> there's a pair of warm-up pants that you would think just like a sweatpant on someone the same height would look normal loosely like a normal sweatpant, but nothing nothing like it and so luke i have a picture i'll drum that up somewhere luke pulled the warm-up pants up over his <laughs> over his t-shirt and then he likes to say I'm the one who wears Michael Jordan's pants in his family. I
0: was <laughs> <laughs> just so super flattered by those <laughs> today, though. Uh. She
1: got Moses some basketball shorts. Oh, not today. The other day. And it, this is funny because this was a sacrifice of mothering. I yeah. was at Marshalls and I saw a bunch of little Nike mesh basketball shorts. In the law size, ones, Like
2: neatly. Yeah. Clean. Well, yeah.
1: But they're yeah. just. But I don't care for little boys in the. I don't. I've never. It's not my favorite garment for little boys. The mesh short situation. But I bought them because I felt that it would be the thing that would yeah no. be it and it's true moses has not Taken departed from the nike mesh shorts <laughs> since i bought them and he runs around and hits like defensive stance and says his shorts are fast <laughs> and he's just like
2: i am so capable in these shorts so that was okay, good okay so i have a suggestion if you're running out of things to say well <laughs>
1: We should keep you on, on, uh, on a little headset for the time that we run out. What is your suggestion? What's next week? Grace Agenda.
0: Yeah, we should
1: talk about Grace we Agenda. Should. Do
0: it. That's what I was it's thinking. It's coming fast upon us.
1: Yeah, so that's our local conference. It's put on by our church every year. This year's theme is Keep Your Kids. And we do a pre-conference for the women on the Friday. So this is not this weekend, but next weekend. Week out. It's a week from Witchers, tomorrow.
0: We, any Friday, know
1: the date? Fifth. We're just fifth and sixth is the grace agenda. And so we're no, Yeah, you're right. Fifth yeah. and sixth. And so that's coming and that will be really fun. I think we're all talking about yes. mothering. The conference is always free. It's every year. If you can't come this year, come some other year. Come visit lovely Idaho.
2: Yeah, and, it is lovely. and the I ladies know, too. pre-conference, we have a little lunch. Yes,
1: and we have a Bible reading challenge um, party Saturday night, like to meet people and a bunch of people life. are
0: coming from Yeah, from the, the Bible country, reading so challenge. It's going
1: to be fun. Just... So I had to say, though, let's see how much time have we spent. Okay, good. We're, we're fine. So I actually had a topic I thought we should talk about. And Grace Agenda, the pre-conference is all on mothering
2: this year. And that's for the women, and the men have one for pastors. Right. And it's on... In baptism. There you go. Oh, yeah. We
1: dialed that in there for... <laughs> <laughs> Answered the question. Well, he's um, absorbed doing he's other doing work. He's doing his other work. He, he is long since... Isn't it our our cousin's husband who says that her talking helps him to concentrate on his reading? That's not her. our cousin's husband. That's C.S.
0: Lewis.
2: See said that, and he dad says, dad husbands said, "Well, husbands were, husbands our cousin, were made to be our cousin
1: to to. believes this." Doesn't, no, but that I it's used Daniel to who says it, right? Daniel well, Newman. Or, I just saw it's that hideous on it yeah, yeah, right Yeah, right.
0: I talked to. It helps to concentrate <laughs> their minds on what they're okay. reading. Well, so, so I yeah. I okay. That. So Daniel yeah.
1: is quoting Lewis. Yeah,
2: because really, over the years, you know, your dad would sit down to read in the evening, and I'd interrupt him often. And he never ever minded and always told me it was fine. And you kids would interrupt him whenever you uh-huh. wanted. Such mm-hmm. he as would right now. always. Mm-hmm. He would always <laughs> just pause whatever he's doing and Whatever. The sound
1: effect of going to bed as a child, though, dad has read with light blue highlighters
0: for yeah. our whole life, and I remember. That's how I don't know if it's an authentic Doug Wilson book at a yard yeah, sale. Yeah, you will have high
1: blue, high blue highlighter only blue. Only that's blue. the only one. But I would hear he has the he has the technique of popping the lid off in his mouth, like he pops it off with his whatever. But that sound, like going laying in bed, and I would hear that like. Pop and then and then the <laughs> highlighter on the book and then snap back on. That's like the sound of of that restless and then every chatting. once in a while I remember Along him saying with- Hey, put a sock in it <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, or hold your horses. I have to add to the sound effects there, though. Yeah. the ticking of that clock. Yeah, right that was a know. big... Um, yeah, that's true. Granddad's Granddad's clock. The, the, little, clock.
2: the little German clock. Yeah. yeah. Takes, takes so, the, what the, I was yeah, going right. to say we should talk yes. about, though. Yeah.
1: And this is because it's come up multiple times lately for me that women have reached out to talk about it or called me or needed help with this. And it has just been on my mind that we're out of the really little kid phase. But that that is just a really hard phase of mothering when you have a a bevy of children that are all little. And And I was thinking, because I have been talking to people lately about this, I thought we've eased off of talking about it because it's not the thing we're doing all the time. But like your big takeaway, the big things that you would say to be encouraging to someone who's really blindingly in the trenches right now. What would you say, Mom? Do you have some? Oh, my. To think word.
2: Of? Okay, what would I say? Bless your heart <laughs> But Amen I would, about that. I would say the same things that you would say, which is, it's well worth it. I mean, mm-hmm. look what happens. It's not going to last forever. They're growing up so fast. I remember when I would put you in the backpack because I was trying to fix dinner. Just and look at your
1: child in the backpack and think any minute they might be
2: going rogue on a podcast. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. That might happen. And,
2: and just you know, yeah. trying to get things done and just being thankful mm-hmm. and enjoying it. I mean, it was really a lot of fun. It was a lot of work, but it was so much yeah. fun. You all were in such a good time always. Yeah, and hilarious. Yeah, I remember, like, one thing up and keep your sense of humor, and just it will go. This too will pass. It's gonna.
1: Yeah, like the hard parts will pass. I had a, a, I always think of the first time I was in labor that you think, if you're looking at the clock and doing the math on, Like, that's all the progress that we've made in this hour where I almost died. Like, we did not make any progress in this whole hour. And if we keep up at this rate, sometime next Thursday, it might be time to push, you know, where nothing is happening. This is just miserable. And I think that that the reality is that it doesn't... Then that can the reason I bring that up with toddlers and with babies is you can really be thinking this is gonna be so many years of this when you're in a moment that I feels know. so hard and right. that but that the reality is even even within that just keeping your head down and working hard and being cheerful, God gives you footholds and but gives you second wins and gives you moments of
2: But don't forget how much fun it is. Oh and yeah, there's totally. nothing more wonderful than little people. And that these are your favorite people in the whole world.
0: And really hilarious little people. And I They're do so feel like funny. you know that you've lost your way and your perspective and your sanctification when you when you find yourself breaking out sarcasm at the four-year-old or whatever. Right, right, you know right. what I
1: mean? Like So you yeah. thought that would be a good idea, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That was the one and that so, I told you. The so moment that, where I pulled myself up short with right, the like Yeah, Am I really about to tell these children that they can never have curtains again? I
0: remember
2: that. You, you are disqualified See, from a life with curtains. But that's the thing, is some of the roughest moments are now the funniest, funniest? stories oh, in
0: know. the whole world.
2: Yeah. They are. Well, but I just mean that like when you when you really lose
0: perspective is when you find yourself being like Mm -hmm. You know, really stinky at a small toddler.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say another thing that I have really found is like one of my tips for new moms is always make sure right when you're entering life. Like, I mean, with your more than your first child, but you have a new baby and there's a toddler and a new baby. Make sure the toddler knows right off the bat that you will put the baby down and come get them like communicate clearly right away that this is not now a safe zone for you to do anything you want to while i just sort of object to you from afar Right. you know where it's like ah oh, don't do that stop being rude stop doing that to Basically, your sister don't do that but never yeah. coming in if and I the kids the know baby down, that you're
0: like don't yeah. make me get up off this couch they
1: find the seam yeah. real fast yeah. yeah like real fast yeah. and I can remember bringing the when I would be nursing the twins which let's be real that was absurd and when in that situation where I felt like I was getting stuck inside a a puppy, a basket of puppies. It was like because that nursing pillow was like the <laughs> size. This huge nursing pillow. And then the two toddlers on the other. It seemed like a world away misbehaving. Not
2: the toddlers nursing. No, the twins
1: were nursing. But the toddlers were messing around being bad. Right. Beyond all these infants mm-hmm. that needed care. And I can remember bringing the girls, the big girls, over to apologize to the screaming infants for having interrupted their lunch. (laughs) Like it's like, and you will come say that you are sorry to the babies because there'd be these two red faced flipped out infants on the couch. (laughs) It was not a chill feeling. That was not chill. And I remember thinking that I had to consciously turn off in my head, I had to think I'm not going to be wound up by the sound of a baby crying right now. Like I'm going to not let that escalate my mood with the toddlers because it can you can yes. start to feel like no you can be very unfair don't you know what you're doing to me and anyways and they don't cuz they're too no they're like why would i know that i don't <laughs> nobody tells me anything
2: and you know in all my all my growing up i don't remember ever hearing my mom or dad complain about me ever uh-huh. yeah that's I me mean, I know I got in dutch as my mom would say and I got spanked with a hairbrush and so forth. But I never remember <laughs> the hairbrush. The hairbrush. Yeah. But I don't remember them ever complaining about the kids. Mhm. That's big.
0: That's yeah. a thing people should they see. They just
2: had thought we were so much fun. See some media. They yeah. took us places, they taught us good manners, they would take us out to dinner and get us all dressed up mm-hmm. and we would go and we would do That's you know fun. That and is fun. That's very we cool. had.
1: Yeah. We had with um. One time I was in the line at Starbucks with the stroller and the two. You know, I was like a lot of children I had with me, and the man in front of me was like turned around to be like, "Oh my word," you know, like you are just out of your mind. Like I can't even deal with one, and look at you with five or four. You know, however many it was, and he just had a lot to say about the grievances in his life with his one child and then he turned around and one of the kids looked at me and said well he was weird and and it's like well well did you think they didn't have ears i mean like they're all just there standing watching like hmm that guy's got problems but i think how worse it would be if they were standing there listening to me say oh i know you know, like this yeah. is exhausting well, and terrible. Like I haven't right. slept since 1993. Right, like. but
2: to hear a mother complain about her children, yeah. especially when they're present, but even when they're yeah. not, it's just like, are you serious? Really, I mean, really? These are your most precious people on the planet, and you're going to. Talk about him like that. Mm-hmm, like,
1: mm-hmm. That's how you're going to make them not your most precious people on the <laughs> well, planet. True. It's That's on true. the fast track to nobody yeah. getting along. <laughs> right. But I do right. think there's a lot to be said for just recognizing that it's not going to be easy, especially if you have your kids close together. You have those phases sure. where things are and intense. You have a
2: bunch of and it's
1: going to be ridiculous. And I love that meme that says it's like trying to brush your teeth while you're eating Oreos. <laughs> Because <laughs> that is the sensation you get sometimes. Like, are we making progress? I don't think I'm making progress with anything. I think I'm just making a worse mess. Or, you know, the days where you feel like you're connecting with no one. You're like, they didn't understand. They don't know what you're talking about. Nobody gets mm-hmm. it. Nobody had fun. We're cooped up. We're whatever. Just, I think, it's kind of fun. Um, just hang on and keep at it. And there will be those... Right. That second wind, that day where the sun is shining...
2: Mm-hmm. The, you know
1: you have those oh, and moments all of a sudden
2: they don't need the high chair anymore and pretty soon they're potty trained themselves and then they are mm-hmm. they're contributing yeah yeah, and working and, mm-hmm. and just I would just say and hilarious it's also
1: like labor when you think this has been done so many times before you can do it and you can do it cheerfully and you can do it well.
0: You don't but it's have also to... like labor in that you're right, if you look at the clock and from nine to nine thirty can seem like a eternity. But also if you think about by dinner tonight I will be done with this.
1: Yes, and something I say in um and that's not a long time. No, you know. something I say in in loving little years, I think. Way back then was my twenty minute rule that when I had a clock in my kitchen that I could see from all around and when everything was being really 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 bad like
0: <laughs> like
1: the levels of bad that you're like we can't do this anymore this this mm-hmm. has to stop this can't we cannot be expected to live like this when that moment was happening i would look at the clock and say like what's happening in 20 minutes and we're getting phone calls in in 20 minutes I would give myself permission to cry at that point. I would be like, (laughs) what I'll do is just work for 20 minutes. And if I still feel like I'm going to cry in 20 minutes, I'll just go for it. I'll just do it. That'll be fine. And I don't remember ever actually crying 20 minutes later. Because the reality is, in 20 minutes, you can make yourself a cup of coffee. You can change the diaper. You can discipline the bad person. You can take three deep breaths on the front porch. You can clean up the accident. You can... (laughs) eat a cheese stick, and then <laughs> maybe get people into bed. And then you sit down and you think, that wasn't so bad. But if you cried 20 <laughs> minutes ago, you would have shot your whole chance to get through the problem.
2: <laughs> That's very true. You know the old hourglasses with the sand? Yeah. The Puritans, because that was their reference. Like, even for sermons, oh, right. the pastor mm-hmm. had one. But they would reference... The hourglass with your life, yeah, and the sand is running through. through, yeah, and it's there's more now in the bottom than at the top, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and just that it's going quickly. <clears throat> and to keep just keep your perspective well, and that yeah. I was thinking about that the other day because
0: there's the people who spend all their time in the world running around nitpicking at what other people are doing wrong, you know, like they. Like uh, the sort Mm -hmm. of person who Mm -hmm. shows up at city council meetings to tell everyone about all of the stop signs that have bushes covering them, you know, or whatever. Like just the kind of person that runs around with a little, you know, pink slip to to hands to everybody. Yeah. Well, kind of like you know, if I could give parking tickets, I would be like, like, no, it's the person
1: who's outraged at how other people are putting their garbage out.
0: Yeah, or the kind of people that that. Have little notes that they leave on other people's windows, <coughs> right? Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's yeah. sort of amazing because you think well, you don't have that much time here, and yeah. to spend it that way, I know. <laughs> it's, you know it's really, I, really something no, but, else. But that is hundred percent true because
1: right. I, I think that that the time—I've said this before—but it's not that there. It's not that time is going fast it's that there is hardly any time at all. Like There just is not, and I think you start to realize, and referencing this back to when you have really little kids, it does feel like you're gonna live a whole lifetime with really little kids, but it isn't like that. It's like all of a sudden, and I think there's something about when I look at photos, you know, like your Facebook memory that's like a year ago, and all my kids look like babies, Mm -hmm. a year ago to me. But you have this awareness that Today will feel like that. Yeah. Like very soon looking back on pictures of today yeah. we'll feel like, oh my goodness, look at them.
2: They yeah, were totally. so sweet and little when that happened. This yeah. this verse in Psalm 90, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Amen. Yeah, for sure. And
1: and Ecclesiastes has that uh that someone was just telling us that theme of Ecclesiastes being death, the theme being living. With a mind that your death is coming. You know, like living with an awareness that this is a quick life. And that living in that wisdom of knowing that really changes your perspective in all kinds of places.
2: And having just quickly read Ecclesiastes for the Bible Reading Challenge, I noted... It's just so many wonderful verses in here. But um, fear God keep his commandments for this is man's all for god will bring every work into judgment true yes but then but then earlier it has that wonderful so com- so I commend enjoyment because mm-hmm. a man has nothing better under the sun than to eat drink and be merry for this will for this will remain with him in his labor all the days of his life which god gives him under the sun it's like okay. enjoy your life walk prudently back in chapter 5 mm-hmm. But just rejoice and receive your heritage. Rejoice in your labor. This is the gift of God. Mm -hmm. And so
1: much about your awareness that you're living this, that this is fleeting and this is quick and we have no time. So much of the joy you can have in less than perfect moments is in recognizing the beauty of how fleeting it really is.
2: Right. And as from my perspective now, when you tell stories of things you remember, And I look back and think, oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord, that I said that then. (laughs) And that she remembers that and not one of the dorky things I said that I had to apologize for. (laughs) You know, but that was a gift from God right there. Yeah, right. And to hear your perspective on your childhood as an adult now. And then the way I remember those same stories, you know, it's like, "Woo, that happened so fast. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And it's so much better now. And so there's that other element of motherhood where it's like, "Oh, they're just so cute. I don't want I want to freeze them." You've heard people say, yeah. "I want to freeze them right now." But it, you know, it just gets better and better and better. Yeah. Your kids yeah. are teenagers and oh, now, it's a totally, in their 20s. Yep. And yours are starting to you have
1: yeah. No. Got the it's a different it's, it's a very different and phase better. and it's really fun.
2: And they are very so different. interesting. Yeah. They're so interesting and Funny, yeah, and and I'm sure I've said
1: this on here, I know I've written about it. I feel like I I feel like I have to disclaim that when I know I've said this before, but here I am saying it again. Do you remember the DR the DR field and brush mower, the large oh, scale yeah. self-powered oh, yeah. mower on that on our
2: 3 acres? Yes,
1: and, but it had these big wheels and it drove itself around. Oh, so yeah. you turn this thing on and it just takes off. Well, you mean,
2: never got to drive oh, it Oh yeah, did you? I did. You but did. Nate
1: did it a lot more than I. But you yeah. walked it was behind a power it. But it was just like
2: shoe. roaring through
1: the brush. Oh, yeah. And it can take out like 3-inch saplings and stuff. Oh, I know, and it did. I it think took <laughs> Yeah, and I think of this thing. That we had so when tenderly I, planted. Uh, Whoops, there went another one. But that is exactly what I feel like parenting is like. Yeah. Is that you're holding on to the handle of something. Right. Frantically trying to keep up with it and be faithful. Like you feel yeah. like God just said, Zoom. you know, why don't you mow this field? And so you're holding on to it. But he was like, nobody told me it was going to be moving this fast. Nobody told but me I couldn't good. slow it down. No, but in my in my before having kids maybe in my in my more naive past yeah i think i thought we would be way more thoughtful yeah. strategic you assume you're gonna have time for the big long talks instead of yeah I, I just mean that from my vantage point now what it feels like is we have been breathlessly running behind this thing just be like oh lord please help this to shake out okay somehow you know like right. and yeah and you're like shoot mowed over another sapling there want that and you're thinking god called me to like we're, we think we're here to plant a beautiful garden but somehow the actual work we're doing <laughs> feels more like accidentally mowing over the orchard and zooming off into a ditch and trying i mean like just a panic attack of of whatever but we've also are far enough into our parenting journey to be able to look over your shoulder and see this beautiful garden coming up Mm -hmm. where god is doing it like where you think that was not because we nailed it on that (laughs) no that is because god accomplishes what he will accomplish in our efforts to be obedient and we just hold on and we try and we love god and we pray and we just keep at it but when we have those vantage points it's not because we made a great plan and executed it beautifully it's because god is really faithful and kind and merciful and doing something much bigger than than we
0: could do well and i do think i can't remember the context of this but in one of my classes this week we were talking about I don't know marriage and one of the kids brought up a statistic that like but marriages last longer if you're older when you get married or something something like this and I was like you cannot base any plans on that on a statistic I was like you cannot make the perfect business plan now that's going to guarantee that outcome it's just purely from being faithful every single day and confessing your sins and walking with God and doing the thing you're supposed to do right now that's what makes marriages last. It's not that you did it at the right time and yeah. you had no. saved the right amount of well, money. Well, I'd already oh, traveled,
1: right. so I was able to settle yeah, no. down. So I, having the whole business right.
0: plan laid out of how you're going to approach it in the future or parenting, this is the kind of parents that we're going to be and this is we're gonna, what we're going to make sure we do and these are the experiences the children are going to have and all of those things absolutely doesn't guarantee any outcome it's just being obedient every day and totally. confessing your sins and being but, faithful and doing the thing that's right and in front see, of you
2: again from my perspective not only thinking about my three kids boom 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 and making it to the finish line getting you all successfully married mm-hmm. it's 17 grandkids yeah you know? and seeing them they're going to go on and have families and so let yeah. me read you this verse and 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10 and and think of it in terms of planting, you know, the seed with your children mm-hmm. and all this. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality which causes thanksgiving Through us to God. It's just this beautiful picture. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. He's
2: supplying all this seed for you. You're sowing. He's increasing the fruits of righteousness. It's all of grace. And you are so enriched. You're giving it all away. The Mm -hmm, liberality. mm -hmm. Giving yourself to your kids. Giving yourself to your future grandkids. Because you're sowing seeds right now. That are going to be the -hmm. grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. The mini, the forty-nine grandkids for Rachel, and you're only going to have thirty-five. Okay.
1: (laughs) If everyone really achieves for us, I think the the whole concept is so beautiful that it's not. It's God uses our faithfulness. But we aren't. We aren't using our faithfulness to accomplish our ends. Right. We right. are. He's doing we it. We offer our faithfulness to God, and God accomplishes
0: great things. No, with I think it. most right. of the time what we're doing is pouring a lot of water on the altar. Yeah. We're <laughs> oh,
1: isn't that the truth? Yeah. And and the God continues to light the altar up, even though we are he, bringing the, so much to one, it. He's the one. He's the
2: one who's increasing the fruits of our righteousness. You know, as we aren't. Oh no, yeah. totally. And, and so child rearing it's a good work Mm -hmm. and it's work and it's good and it's one of the good works we're called to do Mm -hmm. and we don't have to go out trying to volunteer someplace to do some good works when we have children we're bringing up that is Mm -hmm. an essential good work yeah
1: and i think just in the what we call the sweaty eyeball phase of parenting so stressful even your eyeballs are sweating we fondly remember it that way. That is something that we look back on now, and what we're seeing is these four. It was those our first four who were so close together, who are now eleven, almost thirteen, and, and fourteen. They're just their own and they're persons. just so they're just interesting and fun, and like Talented. good company, yeah. like nice good. people to hang out with. Yeah. And you think it's funny because that feels like yesterday. That, that these people were so right. hard to... And they transitioned into being your best friends. Yeah. yeah. It's just and a really sweet people. thing. And, and yeah. it's so sweet to see the God working in their lives in a way that is really independent from us. Yeah. In the, and it's just is a I, wonderful thing yeah. to see. It's like this is a different gift.
2: Yesterday I was at the grocery store, and I saw one of the young moms in our church with her first little baby, this absolutely precious little pixie baby girl. Sitting in the, yeah, in the grocery cart for the first or second time. Oh, that's big. And it was mm-hmm. so cute, and she's just beaming. Yeah, feeling and big about her life. Just the size of a pea. I mean, tiny. <laughs> and and just see, I just saw that, and I just thought of her future. Like yeah, just, yeah, yeah. This is like the beginning of this wonderful thing that's happening, mm-hmm. and we just see this little sparkly little baby yeah. girl and this beaming proud mother who's just glowing and it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's only going to get better and richer and a lot more work and crazier (laughs) and all the rest but what a cute beginning but I think that's the thing
1: is that sometimes you'll see these snarky things about not wanting to receive that kind of input like this is going so fast or this is you know it's like stop telling me this is a miserable day and I don't want your pithy remarks about it you know like that, that <laughs> oh of, i know that kind of thing and but in that context i think of hebrews about about let us run with endurance a race mm-hmm. uh, that is before us fixing our eyes on jesus but when he talks about surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses and we know that he's talking there about saints that have gone mm-hmm. before us mm-hmm. but in a way there are there are earthly women who have gone before you who are still here to who are the cloud yeah. of witnesses saying they're kind of that part where they're saying yeah. no keep at it this goes so fast and that that's something that Christians should embrace those yeah. other perspectives on what you're doing yeah. instead of resisting it like well If you're not also mad at the world today because of your toddlers. There's just a lot
0: of people being mad at the world. I saw somebody the other day having a big snort festival about she was pregnant. And um, someone had said how she looked like she was just about ready. You know. How dare they. And yeah. And all of her friends came galloping in to be like, that is shameful. That is shameful. How dare they say that to you? (laughs) You look beautiful. Don't ever let anyone tell you You otherwise. And it's like how to ruin everything in your life is to be nitpicky like that. All of your friends and and this was in the context, I believe, of someone wanting to like host a baby shower or or something like that where it was just like this real insult that they brought to me. And it's like there's a lot of people who are just looking for reasons to get aggrieved. At the world. Mm-hmm. Well, you all
2: know how grandpa is in his I sense do. of humor. I do remember. Yeah. yeah. You do remember. Uh-huh. And we're living with him right now. <laughs> so, but you're getting to see four generations with uh-huh. your own eyes. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? And, and so am I. I'm waiting for five. <laughs> but um, tell my kids to hustle. But I think that he or is so funny. <laughs> yes. and, and he could make fun of you all sometimes, and I could get a little defensive. Hmm. But in a sense, it was good for you in yeah. a weird kind of way. I don't yeah. know if it's uh, yeah. his Nebraska humor. I don't know what it
1: is. I, I remember when Grandpa told me that my he couldn't believe, speaking of people who are pregnant, I had a black and oh, white yeah. horizontally right. striped. Yes. Uh, <laughs> of course, he, now that I mention it, it is making me laugh also. Right. A black and white horizontally striped maternity shirt. So you know right. that that blessed the physique, right. having that. But I remember him saying, <laughs> him saying like... <laughs> Why are you wearing that that, that shirt? It's such Don't a chime. Don't you know? <laughs> the question being yeah. sort of like, did no one ever tell you that that will not?
2: <laughs>
1: but then, but I have to say, I'm sorry. That is a sidetrack you've me into unflattering yeah. maternity. No, photos. but I'm just
2: saying. The other night, one of his old friends came to see him, mm-hmm. and his old friend is quite a bit younger than he is. Yeah. And he told his old friend, he goes, "You walk like an old man," <laughs> and and uh, I thought, you know, there's a, men sometimes just insult each other. Yeah. And <laughs> here's Jim in a wheelchair making fun of a guy <laughs> who's old.
1: <laughs> and I just funny. thought,
2: but there, but there's something good about being able to take a little oh, bit yeah. of. Oh jazz. yeah, you I remember. His I know
1: when I was huge with the twins, people would try to go the other direction. We all knew I was huge. I was huge. And people would would say like, oh, I was this size in the first trimester with my first. And I remember just starting to feel like liar.
0: Like, (laughs) well, (laughs) nobody was this size. Also, let's not pretend that if someone comments on how big you are when you're pregnant, even if they do it in maybe not the most tactful way, it's not body shaming. So let's not pretend like that's body shaming. I actually felt like when people would just say... Oh my word, you're huge.
1: I actually felt like, right? I felt
0: kind of vindicated. Am I
1: right? Because I thought so too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what I saw when I saw this was this was huge. But of course, I know I have a weird, my husband said when we were in the ultrasound and found out we were having twins, my husband said, You are going to have stretch marks on your forearms after this. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, what you needed. Well, we both... Yeah. I was laughing about it. It's funny. But they were... I was huge. But speaking of flattering photos, I, don't, I just... I don't know that it could have helped if anyone told me at the time. But I had a... There were very few maternity shirts that would accommodate me. Oh,
2: honey. I do remember. Very
1: few. We were really up against the market with the twins on maternity shirts. And so there were some... It was like a gap maternity. Black, cabled...
0: Turtleneck sweater. And I wore it. That sounds so claustrophobic, just I can't even stand Well, out. they were born in not November. Even sounds. Yeah, they were the born in, in the end of November. Yeah. So it was, it was towards
1: the end. It was cold. Okay. And it was like a cotton turtle. It was like knit, was like right. a sweater. It was not fuzzy or anything. It was just a cotton. Yeah. <laughs> but... One of the few things that really—well, there is a picture of me sitting on Mom's couch. Oh, I wept when I saw that. Hugest (laughs) belly, and then it looks like just a floating head sitting on top of this enormous (laughs) belly. (laughs) Because it was a black turtleneck, (laughs) so all you really could see is like my chin (laughs) and my hair, and a huge. I look like a volcano or something. (laughs) I do. It is like that the picture. Most
2: enormous belly. I was just like, oh. <laughs> well, they were big. My word, beautiful. they were not they little. Were. They
1: were. Little. They were. born at thirty-eight weeks, and they were both. Another seven-two and seven-nine. So yeah. they were. They were, were full size. There was a lot of. Children. There was a lot of baby in there, and there I can was. remember. You know that that times when you're that when you're big pregnant, when you have a contraction and one side of your stomach like sucks in, you can like actually really see where the baby is. Like you Mm -hmm. really can see the baby body. I remember that happening with the twins when I would have a crazy contraction and one whole side of my belly would cave in and it was like Titus was just in the middle and Chloe was like off on my hip practically. Like (laughs) it was not at all where they... You think, what are you doing over there? How did you why are you not more centralized It would just be like and then you look really you have a huge belly that's way off kilter like, just, like we misfired we don't know where we put these babies anymore that anyways but now they're 11 god is good yeah he is, is it's time for us to wrap tip, it up yeah. with a tip
0: yeah
1: all right you have a tip mom do you always think about our tip shortage
0: and <laughs> i do but you don't want to hear it Yes, we do. We don't want to be us Doug and we I don't are don't in, in
2: elder care now, taking care of. Oh, <laughs> okay. So maybe we don't need no, to we'll hear Mom's commode one. tip. No. Maybe let's see if I have another one. I bet I have another one. But you go first, and I'll think of one. Hmm. You have one this week, Beck.
0: Why do you have to ask me these questions? You start. I actually a think tip. this was a Becca's tip. idea
1: in the first place no, to have a tip. Well,
2: we well, may have been,
1: but I think, I think my idea have, was you have a tip.
2: We should have security cameras so our tires don't get slashed. Well, that's true. Mm, someone's been
1: slashing Somebody's tires. Somebody's been doing it. Someone's being um, a little bit of a pill in the neighborhood lately. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I, my tip is okay, you got one. Put a t shirt on your dog. <laughs> um mm. to really help her. Help
0: That's her. Good. You know. uh-huh. Um guys. I'm How, how I'm are broke. we so short? I've already done my tip about the water bottles to plant seeds in. I'm doing that, and last time I described it on the podcast, I don't feel like anyone understood what I meant, but I'm doing it again this year, and I stand by it as a good way of starting seeds. Because you don't have to perpetually water them. So let me see if I can do this one more time. I think this was like two years ago. And I didn't. I did not give everyone the sense of it before. Get a plastic water bottle. Like a single serving water bottle. You know. Cut it in half. True. I got you. Take the lid off. Throw that away. Now you have a water bottle in two pieces. And a funnel. You basically have a cup and a funnel. You have a cup and you have a funnel. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it cut little strips of fabric like a square of fabric that you poke down inside the nozzle from the inside so it kind of sticks out the bottom and that forms a wick basically and then you fill it up with dirt so you have the top the funnel portion you plug the you plug the bottom of the funnel with fabric sticking out a little bit and then you fill it with dirt and then you plant your seed there and then the bottom cup half you put water in it and then you set the top inside and the wick like sucks the moisture up mm-hmm. into the dirt and keeps it in a nice damp wow thing and then you only have to refill the bottom like with a pitcher or something like every week and it's fine and you don't have to like fiddle around washing your seeds away by pouring water Where on do the you top?
2: store all these
0: things i have a shelf with some grow lights upstairs oh, that's
2: it That would be nice. And so
0: I have a random bunch of artichokes and beets and butter lettuce (gasps) and. Yeah, that is fun. What's the other thing I I thought of? Something. I thought of a tip,
1: which is I a good old reliable recipe source is King Arthur Flour. But one thing that I so I like them for lots of things, but their braided lemon bread, is really good. I made it. You had it recently. It's a yeast bread, but with a cream cheese filling and lemon curd in it and it's it was braided good. and it it's very different it's like not a pastry but it but it's beautiful and it is and one thing i really learned yummy one thing i learned in that recipe was to double stack a cookie sheet to keep the bottom from scorching like you that you just insulate it with extra cookie sheets I it was doesn't have like
0: coarse sugar or something on top
1: yeah i actually ordered pearl sugar for because it's that pearl sugar but i the last time i did i used that raw sugar you know just like a bigger <laughs> crystal of sugar it was but good but that's
2: it's like an interesting
1: beautiful yeah. bread that is well worth having in your well
2: store. it's almost time to plant your wheatgrass if you want to do that for Easter oh, Easter yeah, Easter. yeah. yeah, yeah that's I planted fun. some a couple of weeks ago so mine is about Five inches Mom, tall. You should
1: tell your tip about the snowdrops. Was that maybe we should oh, have that another so time. Cute. It's so cute.
2: Well, it's just where we're living at, my father in law's house. Out in front, it's an old house. Out in front is maybe six or eight feet of little snowdrops that pop up. I love as the snowdrops. As soon as the snow so is I love out them, out of the way. and Grandma Betsy always loved them
1: so Oh, yeah. So I, I call love call them, for them for all grandma the grandma Betsy's yeah.
2: snowdrops. And they're thick. They're really, really thick. But out in the middle of the yard are the little ones I call missionaries who are out there all by themselves. (laughs) They're like little... But that's Grandpa calling your dad. Oh, okay. And so the... the little missionaries are out there, all alone, out in the middle. Of I know, the but earth. I love the ones that have a trail behind and some them. Some of them yeah. have a little single file line yeah, coming out, like they've gone marching them. out into but the world to spread the good news of spring. It <laughs> They're is marching so to Zion. Yeah, they totally are. I love, it. Are. And I if love you it. Plant a few of those; they multiply, multiply. And yeah, do yeah. You know that. but, but part of the
1: thing you have to say that makes that so poignant is that this house is really. The old missionary's house. Like having the little missionary snowdrops is a very symbolic situation going on here. This is the
2: house where, you know. People yeah. just drop in and ask if there's anyone that can drive them to the post office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People or they come by for ring. Bibles in other languages. Yeah. Yeah. Or they the bitterness by, to just the the for... They ring the bell to say,
0: life. what must I do to be saved? <laughs> yeah, that's t- the intu- they intuit that this is I felt is where- like
1: I'd really for sure grown into grandpa's likeness when I went on a trip and I gave a book away to someone yeah. next to me in the seat on my way there. And I gave a book away on my way back and I thought, I'm just... It's just happening. It's just yeah, happening. Yeah. True. All right. Well, thank you Thanks all for
2: including me. Mom. It was I fun. I'm glad, glad that you do could be here. here. All right. Yep. Out Until out next
1: time. Bye. Bye bye.
2: You think of yourself now, and then in four years' time, what do you want yourself to look like? And is the education that you're considering going to help you get to that place.
0: When you're a student, you want to become like your teacher. You're going to become like your teacher. Looking at NSA beforehand, I knew I wanted to become like the men who are teaching here.
2: Fireman, husband, father, doctor, no matter where you want to go, NSA is just such good preparation for the person that you want to be.
0: If you want to be an effective Christian, you need to be able to lead and shape culture. If you want to do that, no matter what your occupation is, You need to shape yourself, um, prepare yourself as a person for that job. And liberal arts is, I think, the best
2: education you can have for that.
0: To learn more, check us out online at NSA.edu.